0: I'm so excited, my friend Carla is joining me this week on the podcast. She's so inspiring and, and really just so lovely. And I know that you're going to be very blessed by our conversation. But before I get to Carla, I'd like to invite you to support this podcast if it's blessed you in any way at www.buymeacoffee.com slash you matter to God. That's you matter, the number two God. It's a great platform to support creatives and and, and pretty much just support all of the things that we do behind the scenes to bring what we bring to you all that you don't get a chance to see. But if you support me, if you decide to, I thank you so much for your support. So now, join me and Carla as we talk peace, passion, and purpose. Hey, Carla.
1: Hi, Melanie. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for coming to my podcast for being my guest. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I'm going to jump. I'm going to read your bio first, and then we're going to jump into the conversation. Carla Mingo is CEO and founder of Carla Mingo Home LLC, a company that helps you restore your peace, passion, and purpose with handcrafted products for your home, body, and mind. Carla also has a passion for home decor, which she displays on her YouTube channel to inspire her subscribers to create beautiful, inspiring spaces at home. Her breast cancer diagnosis in 2017 inspired her to write and publish her first book, Peace, Passion, and Purpose, Making Your Life Lessons Your Blessings, where she shares with her audience how to maintain peace, passion, and purpose in the midst of trials and setbacks. Carla is a native Texan and resides in the Dallas area with her husband, Mark, and their one-year-old Maltipoo. Did I say that right? Maltiput?
2: Maltipu, <laughs> <Bella>. yes.
0: <laughs> and she has three daughters, Summer, Sydney, and Maya. Is that right? I say Summer named right? Okay. Yes. Three daughters. Welcome, 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 Carla. I'm so glad. Thank you happened.
1: so much for having me. I'm really am happy to be here to, to talk with you this evening.
0: Now, I saw, uh, as I was reading, uh, Peace, Passion, and Purpose. Those are the three main, um, I guess, focal points of everything that you're doing now. Is there a reason those three stood out or those areas that you yourself have been challenged and have overcome and grown in, that that's the reason that you want to help others be encouraged and uplifted in those three areas?
1: Yes. So, Melanie, when I uh, decided to write this book, Peace, Passion, and Purpose, I had the content of the book first, but not the title. Mm. And I worked an entire summer, about three months consecutively writing this book and telling my story of all of the trials that I've been through, through life from my childhood up until my cancer diagnosis. And so as I'm doing each chapter and I'm writing my story, you know, that there was just a common theme that kept coming up in this book. And so... After I wrote the book, I decided, well, what am I going to call it? What's the what's the title? And so I landed on peace, passion, and purpose because throughout my whole life, I've always wanted peace. Hmm. I didn't always have it. yeah. And I, I didn't always have passion or purpose. And so through my breast cancer diagnosis, I was able to find peace, passion, and purpose. And basically taking all of the trials and everything that has happened to me and making sure that I turn it into something good and positive, which Mm -hmm. is why I am where I am today because of those trials. And so that has just been my theme for people Mm -hmm. that if you find peace first, you can then focus on your passion (laughs) and ultimately you will be walking in your purpose with God.
0: That's amazing. Carl. love that. Focus on peace first. Wow. Now, before we get into your story and before we get into the questions that I want to ask you, I always tell our audience or our listeners how I know my guest. And so Carla and I, do you remember Carla way back in college? <laughs> we met in college because at that time we we all thought we had hit the jackpot when we started working for Hilton. <laughs> yes. And we all, there were five of us, and we all car. I still don't know how all of us got, especially you had a small car, didn't you? you and Rooney, y'all had a little car, didn't you? Mm-hmm,
1: a little yeah. Nissan, yes.
0: And we all carpooled, the five of us, back and forth from our our campus, which was in Denton, Texas, to Hilton Reservations, which was in Carrollton, what, about 25, 30 minutes away. Yes. And then we just met, and we just all shared on the way back and forth. We did our shifts, and... <laughs> and the stories and everything we just shared during that time so that's how we met a thousand years ago in college
1: yes
2: <laughs>
0: that
1: was yeah that was a really fun time it really again was. we thought we were rich working at because we were making good money and yes it was fun
0: so from college leading up to now because I want to delve a little bit more into peace, passion, and purpose. I just love that. Especially as a former English teacher, I love the alliteration of the P's. (laughs) Passion and purpose. Now you said that um, when you were diagnosed with breast cancer in 2017, did that make you evaluate your whole life because your focus was now on living more? So you evaluated up to that point of how you didn't have peace because you wanted to kind of, you needed to actually focus on healing. And so you wanted to, did you bring, up, did you just, what am I trying to say? Let me get it out. Were those, was that Cause did that cause you to reflect over your life because your focus was now on healing the past in order to move forward and to heal forward? Did that have anything to do with? that focus. I think I got it out (laughs) right.
2: Yes.
1: So at the time of my diagnosis, I would definitely say I had peace already. Mm -hmm. I had a very peaceful life. Actually, my life almost was perfect. Right. Yeah. I had a wonderful fiance. We were getting married. Mm -hmm. I had a great job. I loved finances were great. Everything was good. Mm -hmm. And so the cancer, came out of nowhere and it knocked me off my feet. I literally was like, oh my gosh, for a second, Mm -hmm. I quickly turned to God, regained my peace again, Mm -hmm. was almost about to give myself a pat on the back to say, look how God is working and look how you're handling everything. And I was like, yes, I'm going to get through this. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: then Right after that, there were just many things that start happening to me within the six-month period. So, right after my cancer diagnosis, I went through a, do- a bilateral mastectomy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went ahead and got married, mm-hmm. but then one of my best friends from college she passed away suddenly. Harley, yeah, and so that happened to me. And then I got ready to go back to work, and I was um, um, basically they had a riff in the company a reduction in force. And so I no longer had a job. So everything just seemed to turn upside down just in an instant where one minute I had peace and happiness and the next minute it was just just Disposed. like chaos, chaos, yeah. literally chaos. Mm. I was in a very dark place. Yeah. And um, it just brought me to my knees. And, and when I actually was brought to my knees and just decided to like, hey, let me... Let me just turn back to God because yeah. I think for me I felt like I was doing this. I beat cancer. I mm-hmm. am strong. Mm-hmm. I can handle it. like you know, mm-hmm. and I think God was w- wanting me to know like don't get too comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Remember who is really in control and that really opened my eyes mm-hmm. and started taking me down that path of the passion. Mm-hmm. And the purpose. Mm.
0: So
1: that's how that kind of all evolved.
0: And it's kind of a good segue into my first question, which it may or may not be that first time, but thinking back over your life, when did you become acutely aware that you matter to God? Talk about that for with.
1: Yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm thinking about a time in my early 20s um, this was during my first marriage. Um, Mark is, um, we just got married a few years ago. I was married before. Mm-hmm. And during that marriage, I really wanted to have a child and stay home with my child mm-hmm. and be a stay-at-home mom. I was like 28 years old I had when I had my first child, but I didn't know... There was no, when I looked at everything around me, there was no way I could stay home. There was way more bills than money. But in in my heart, it was just like a dream and a burning desire. And I just remember just talking to God, saying, you know, God, you know, this is what I really want. And just, and during this time, I would consider myself maybe a babe as a Christian. Like I really didn't have a lot of faith files or, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of, of experience but I knew I really wanted to stay home with my child. And so I was praying for it. And then on the day she was born, um, my husband at the time got a significant raise that actually replaced my income. This was the day she was born and I was able to stay home with her for the first two years. And I just remember feeling like God did this. (laughs) Like I just didn't, I was like, couldn't believe I was living that life that I did not have to work. Mm -hmm. And then after that, about two years after that, I wanted a home. And so I started praying to God about a home and, you know, it just didn't seem possible. And like, I remember going to these like home builders, neighborhoods and getting brochures. I would step late at night. I would look at all these brochures and And just dream and drive through neighborhoods and just dreaming. Because at the time we were in an apartment and I thought one day I would like to have a home, but I don't know how we're going to get there. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. And so lo and behold, in a few years, God blessed us, not just with a home, Melanie, but the exact home that I had put on my refrigerator. I I had taken a picture and put a home on my refrigerator. That was my dream home. And this home was almost 4,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. And at the time I just was like, you know, it's just a dream. I don't even, I I don't know, but it happened. And I remember thinking in this moment, look at what God can do. I matter to God. Mm -hmm. He has blessed me to stay home and given me a home. Both of those things. Like I just remember looking around going, Oh my gosh, And from that point on in my life, I learned a valuable lesson. Mm
2: -hmm. Trust
1: him, believe in him, speak Mm -hmm. what you want, and do not be afraid because God is bigger than any of the circumstances that you see in this physical world. And and from that point on, it just changed my whole life and how I view God and how I view myself as Mm -hmm. my relationship with him. And I just, I've always felt like he or I mattered to him.
0: Hmm. So through him blessing you with two things that you really wanted, being able to stay home with your child and also the house that you just were like, how in the world are we going to work to get this and get to it? How is that going to happen? God showed out for you and you saw him in what he blessed you with. So before having seen those things that you have been praying about come to fruition, what was your relationship and your understanding of God before then? What what was it in that those things changed your perception?
1: Yes. So. Before that, um, well, I'll say I grew up, um, Church of God in Christ is how I grew up. My grandmother um, took me to church all the time. And I was that child in church where I saw people getting happy. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandmother was saved. They didn't believe in wearing makeup or, you know, they all wore dresses. And it it was very strict. But my grandmother really instilled in me from a very young age that God is somebody to be feared.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that there is a heaven and a hell, and mm-hmm. I've always had this this fear of God and this this sense of who He was, mm-hmm. like always knowing that He was there, and you know believing in everything my grandmother said. But in your early twenties and in college, you don't sometimes get to experience it. You don't mm-hmm. get to experience God like do as a, a when you're older. And yeah. so throughout high school and college, you know, I knew God was there, but never really had to call on him for anything. You know, life was great. College was great.
0: Well, your and so, perception of him was punitive. I'm sorry. Your perception of him was punitive in, in that yeah. something bad was going to happen if God found out. It wasn't a relational. Um, That's so ministry.
2: true. Gosh, you
1: hit that on the head. I never thought about that until you just said what you said.
2: Hmm.
1: I fear I always tried to do the right things.
2: Mm -hmm. I always,
1: you know, believed in right and wrong and karma and all of that, because you're right. I, I fear God, like, you know, but never you right. I never I never really sought him out for anything else other Mm -hmm. than that until I got to that point where I had my first child.
0: Where you saw that he also loved you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he wasn't just looking to see when I was gonna be judged or do something wrong or I was gonna sin or I was going it was that there's a relationship there and he does love me and want and wants to give me things that I want, not just to give me consequences <laughs> for the bad things that I do. Yes. Was there ever a moment in your life when you didn't feel God's presence or when you felt he was quiet or had turned away from you?
1: Oh gosh! yes, I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but um, yes, and back you know, during my first marriage,
2: yeah,
1: um, and I don't want to get too deep into anything there, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was a situation where I became very, very unhappy, yeah, but I was fearful of God and didn't want to get a divorce. That's not what you're supposed to do, right, yeah. And I struggled for years with the pain and the depression I went through.
0: I did too. Mm-hmm.
1: And the uh, like, did not know what to do, asking God, why am I here? Please make this better. It, it, it didn't get better. And I just was like, where are you? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? I know the Bible says you're not supposed to get a divorce, but over here and I got to a point I felt like I couldn't leave. Yeah. And, but I was also so unhappy that just for an instant, I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And when I had that thought for an instant, I knew then I'm like, no, I need to make some decisions. Mm -hmm. And so made some decisions. Wasn't sure if God was standing with me or not, but I made some decisions But now I can say he was standing with me the entire time. But for for many years, I did not feel his presence, that he was there and giving (laughs) me any guidance.
0: Hmm. How did you make your your way back to recognizing in that dark time um, that. He was there because you said you had had your child. That's when you knew he loved you. So that was in your first marriage. So you began to experience his blessings and not that he's just this punitive God that's watching out to see what I'm going to make my mistake. He actually wants a relationship and loves me. And so when you got into that dark period in your marriage, after having discovered God loves you, how you, um, how did you work your way back to recognizing? Because you grew up used to a punitive God. How did you work your way back to a loving God in that relationship and feeling at that moment that his presence wasn't there? How did you work your way back to recognizing he was?
1: Yeah. So um, after my divorce, um, I was a single mom. At that point, I had two small children and I didn't know what life is going to hold for me at that point. It's like when you're going through a lot and you actually get to a place where you can rest. Yeah. And I'm just remember sitting in this rental house with my two small girls and there were some dark times where I was like, oh, my goodness, what have I done? Yeah. But what in that moment I said, you know what? From this point forward, I'm going to keep calling on God and keep trusting him because there was a moment where I wondered if I would be punished for leaving. We're mm. getting a divorce Yeah. for a moment I wondered
2: mm-hmm. if
1: maybe I would never be happy again or maybe I would never be successful or I would never find someone else or like I just you know had that thought like I did something wrong so now I'm not going to get blessed but just something in my spirit just kept saying that's not the kind of God we serve that's not God doesn't work that way and I knew my heart. I knew that all my life, I've always tried to do what's right and please and honor him. And that was the one thing, you know, getting out of my marriage was the one thing I was like, not sure if he approved, but I just had lots of conversations with God, lots of prayer, lots of just talking. And we, we, me and God, mm-hmm. just start building this super bond and relationship mm-hmm. And it started when I was out here as a single mom and I was working at the, at the time for CPS as an investigator, which was very stressful for me. Yeah, And it was all kind of hours. And I was like, I got to do something different. I got to get another career. Mm-hmm. And so um, I decided that I want to go into teaching. And so went back and got my alternative certification in teaching mm-hmm. and went Tonight went through that like six weeks. It was all in the evening and um, basically landed a great job as a seventh grade English teacher, writing teacher, which is what I wanted. (laughs) And then I just remember feeling like, look at God. (laughs) I left this one career. I'm now a teacher. I'm working at the school. I want it.
2: Wow. Like
1: it was like that was like, okay. so God isn't going to punish me. He's Mm. not going to punish me. And so got a job as a teacher. A few years after that, I bought a house um, for me and my girls, a brand new house that I built from the ground up Hmm. in a very nice neighborhood on a teacher salary. Okay. I was like, and I got another house. I got a job. Like it was like I'm starting to understand God and how his power is and how he works.
0: And his grace.
2: Yes.
0: And, and it sounds like and and it's so funny I'm, I'm before I say what I was about to say, I'm just marveling at how similar our stories are you know i it's just I, I i didn't i never thought about how similar our stories are because I work for cps <laughs> I struggled too and and you know felt like should I stay married should i i struggled with um, divorcing, you know mm-hmm. especially having young children just like you wow and, um and it's so interesting when I finally made the decision uh, because we were we were going we were supposed to go through counseling and, you know, he didn't want to go. And, it, you know, it's a long story there that once God moves you back out of that spot, you you know, you, you, it's hard to remember some things because you've grown from that and you've healed from it. But there's some things you do still remember. <laughs> And that's one of the things is that, um, you know, I was doing it by myself to make the marriage work and to battle for the marriage, not only just physically, but prayerfully.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: when I finally made the decision in talking to several people and and everyone was, don't do it. And I felt like I was just failing at it and I didn't want to break Uh, the covenant and all of that. But I also recognized what I was going through within the marriage and that I was losing myself. Mm -hmm. And having recognized all that, finally deciding upon the decision, but I still, I still went to him and said, if you're willing to fight with me for the marriage and us together, you know, after fasting and praying, but he decided that, well, God didn't tell me that. So he decided that that wasn't what he wanted to fulfill. But once we decided that, And it's so amazing to me how many people would DM me and talk to me and say, well, what do you think I should do? I'm thinking about divorce and I've watched your story because some things I would post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I told them this is the best advice I learned in all of that. And they were like, what is it? Please let me know. Don't take advice from anybody. (laughs) Yes. That's the best advice I learned because your situation is different from mine and Mm -hmm. my situation. People will give you advice from their own experiences not from yours
2: yes so
0: that was the and they were like oh wow I said because you have to prayerfully make the decision what's best for you and your family yeah you absolutely know? and now I forgotten what I was going to ask you after that. <laughs> <laughs> Was a segue from what you said. I talked about our similarities. I cannot remember what it was because it was real pertinent. I should have asked it first, but <laughs> but that's okay. I'm just shocked at how similar our stories would are, and that the same with you. I just asked God to fill the gap that I thought would be there, and that bridge that I thought would be um, would not be covered uh, over my sons because their dad would no longer be in the home. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. And, w- and But I didn't wait for God. I didn't grow up like you did with a punitive God. I wasn't waiting for the floor to drop out. I was waiting for um, a sign. And that's what God had to teach me, your past signs. <laughs> you know me. You have a relationship with me well enough to recognize that you're at a level of not needing signs anymore. Right Now you to trust. And that whole season, I call it my desert season, because um, I'm finding the theme in this podcast is that everyone who's gone through a desert season, we learned in that desert. Once we come out of the desert, what we need to, like you said, fulfill our passion and our purpose. Mm-hmm. But that yes. desert is a is a very, very important part of our purpose.
2: Yes, it is.
0: Because if we don't go through that desert, then how will we know? Just like Moses, once we go through that desert, how will we know the terrain in which now we will lead others through? We have to know that terrain at times. Exactly. So there's, there's purposefulness to our pain.
2: Mm, So I think
0: you kind of touched on it, Carla, but I'm going to ask you anyway, my next question. Was there Mm -hmm. ever a time in your life where you left God's presence and what brought you back? We talked about feeling as if he had left yours, Mm -hmm. but was there Mm -hmm. a point where you left his and what brought you back?
2: Oh, man.
1: So I don't, and not saying that I haven't, but I don't remember a time where I left his presence because once I was really in his presence mm-hmm. in, in my late twenties mm-hmm. and throughout I I always need I always felt like I needed his guidance and I needed him. And and so I've always kind of had him there, you know Um, but I would say, I guess I would say maybe during the time when things were really good for me, um, Mm, you know, when I was in my new home and, you know, I was a stay at home mom and things were good. And maybe I wasn't talking to him as much as maybe I did when I was needing things. (laughs) And so You know, always knowing and thankful and like, thank you, God. I don't ever forget my blessings. But, you know, sometimes we just kind of like, oh, well, you know, kind of just it's in the back of our minds and we're not keeping him in the forefront as far as what's next for me. Like, I really kind of just felt like I could sit down.
2: Hmm.
1: I mean, I really was like, you know, I got the house. I mean, I had the cars. I got my children.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be a missionary or anything like that. So I really was just planning to just like just coast, I guess, the rest of my life. (laughs) You know, but God had a different plan.
0: And, you know, that's one thing that I've been really thinking about that. And I'm still studying that, um, that culturally we... We lean into God in the struggle and we 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 focus on the strength of God in our pain and our struggle, because culturally we have overcome and are still overcoming a lot. But God isn't just there in the struggle. You know, he's also walking beside us and guiding us. And it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I feel bad. I feel so bad for God sometimes that we only want to talk to him when something's wrong.
2: You
0: know, That's right. <laughs> who wants a relationship like that? You know, Yes. I mean, if somebody call me only once I'm bothering them, I mean, it's right. like, just call me to ask you how I'm doing. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And you thank you. God, thank you, God, for, for just waking yeah, me up.
0: Just waking me up and just, I'm so happy today, Lord. I just, I'm so glad. Thank you for just letting me smile today or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had to really begin to focus also myself on that. And then, Lord, I know that you're there. And I, I just praising God more and thanking him more and not just the expectation of needing him when right. something's wrong. Right. You no, know we're going to be there. And I think because he's brought us so far as a people, as a culture, um, there's so much more that God wants to show and reveal to us when we're not suffering <laughs> You know, exactly, and showing us who he is and leading us. And in those times, like you said, you just wanted to sit down. That's OK. You know, that's OK to praise God and just be thankful um, and not wait for some bad getting happening. You know, I've heard my cousin, and I, he's going to be a guest, too. We've talked about that where, you know, people have said you're always in three phases of your life. You're either coming out of the storm, you're in the storm or you're about to go into the storm. Okay. Well, I disagree with that. I used to agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I disagree because it makes you always anticipate and wait for the bad to come. You know, you're always thinking about when the next storm going to come because it might not necessarily come. And if we're waiting for the storm to come, how are we enjoying the calm and the peace? You know,
2: yes,
0: exactly. how are we enjoying the peace? Are we not enjoying the peace because we're waiting on the struggle or the storm to come? Because mm-hmm. God, God of peace, you know, Jesus said, hold your peace, you know, and what does that mean? What does wow. It didn't mean like hold your breath because you're waiting on the bad to come. It means hold on to that and enjoy and embrace that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I think that's something that we tend to forget, but that's just a Melanieism. You know, I don't, I don't know what scripture that's coming <laughs> from, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm beginning to rethink some things that yes. I, I thought about. So, so I do want to talk about, um, I do want to talk about what you do now, Carla, I want you to share. I my last thing is to share what you have coming up or how we can support you. But I want to talk about your product line and how your peace and your passion and your purpose led to you developing your own company and how that all came about. But and and that'll lead into how we can support you in that. So share that, share that with our audience. Okay,
1: sure. Absolutely. Um, so, after the book, the book was i would say my first big project mm-hmm. in the in the the book started it all because i really in that book is really like a it's almost like a workbook. I have mm-hmm. like a uh, blessing blessings and after each chapter and a place where you can take notes.
2: Mm-hmm. so
1: it's not just read about Carla's story; you mm-hmm. do get to hear about my story and everything that I've been through. But I also give you some practical advice on different topics and just sort of how you could kind of move, especially if you're struggling, yeah. how you can move into that peace, passion, and purpose. So I really have found that in my life, things God God continued to show me the the the, the wonderful way that He gives you that peace because it comes from him. It doesn't come from being married or it doesn't come from having a home or a car. It doesn't come from any of that. The peace comes from God. Mm -hmm. And so let me get to what, what your question was, which, so after I wrote the book, I decided I really started liking home decor. So I started decorating my house a lot, just actually, feeling so passionate because my husband and I, we bought a new home. And so I had to decorate.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I started just decorating this room, and that room. And, and Melanie, I got so into it. Like whenever I would walk into a hobby lobby, I literally would just be almost like a kid in a candy store. I felt <laughs> like I was at Disney world, like a kid at Disney world. I was so happy. Or if I went to Kirkland's and when I would walk in the store, I would literally just be looking around like, Oh my gosh. Like, it was so- So it just made me happy. Like I couldn't describe it to to do a room or to decorate. And I had never, even though I had other houses, I never felt that way about decorating. But for some reason, I love this. Mm -hmm. So then I had a bright idea. I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. And I'm going to inspire people to decorate their home so they can feel as happy as I feel and they can have these wonderful spaces. And then I'm like, well, not just decorate, but maybe I can show them just how to have just a wonderful life in general and how to have that peace and that passion, that purpose. So I said, Well, I'm gonna do some vlogs of mm-hmm. things that I do in my life. I'm going to do some cooking because When you know how to bake a great cake, that makes your life better, right? When your house is smelling good with food and your house is beautiful. And I just was like, you know, people, you know, should. and actually, Melanie, when I launched my channel in February of 2020, Mm -hmm. I had no idea the pandemic was going to hit.
2: Isn't that something?
1: And so I launched it in February. My first video was in February. All of a sudden, the pandemic hit. Everybody was at home. Yeah. So everybody's watching YouTube, everybody's <laughs> trying to figure out how to cook things. Here I am cooking, showing mm-hmm. you how to make your home cozy. Like <laughs> my channel just took off. Like it was yeah, incredible awesome. how many um subscribers I got just immediately. And people were just really thanking me for encouraging them because I didn't want the channel to be just about home decor. I would I- give little messages and encouragement mm-hmm. and you know, just try to inspire people, make people smile and be happy. And so I just oh, had so, so such good. tremendous feedback that I was like, you know what? I'm all about self-care and about making sure that you are taking care of yourself. And so that's when I decided to create this company and create handcrafted products for your home. So I created Candles. I created soap and I created body butter because during the pandemic I was using all of that. Not my own mm-hmm. brand, another brand. I'm not going to say the name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but I was using other people's brand because I was looking for self care.
2: Mm-hmm. I was like,
1: I need this bubble bath. I need this candle. I need mm-hmm. I need this soap. Like,
2: because
1: mm-hmm. we were all going through a lot. It was yeah. a stressful time, yeah. you know. And so I decided I- to create my own line. But this time, my focus would be. How can I if someone was had a stressful day at work and they come home, how could they get peace in their life? So I have a line called peace and that line um, is a candle, soap and body butter. And then I'm like, well, how do you get passion? You know, what if your marriage is kind of getting a little dull and you, you need to get back to your playful self and dating and all of that? So I created a line called passion. And when you smell passion, it's gonna make you feel like, hey, you for <laughs> you. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna right. feel very excited about excited. life. Yeah. Then I created purpose. And purpose is for that person who's wanting mental clarity. You're working, you're grinding, you're starting a business, you need to focus. And that just kind of helps you get grounded. And so those three different um lines that I have is really. To help people to get to that peace, passion, and purpose. So
0: that's that's awesome how I started company. Um, my company. How has it been? How's your how you're you're your, are you finding yourself that people are just really ordered because people are, that's what everybody's wanting right now. You know, everybody's wanting peace. Everybody's wanting passion, and I've just loved how um the ingenuity that has come up during this pandemic you know and uh, with different people and with your line you know and it just came from you doing what you loved and wanting people to experience the joy that you yourself was was experiencing and and you know it's such from such an unselfish place that i'm just so glad that it's it's prospering for you, you know, because you wanted everyone to feel that what you were feeling. And I'm sure the love is permeating from, <laughs> from yeah. each one of the ones. And when you, because I was, one of my podcast guests was La, uh, Lucretia and she talked about baking. And I told her when I taste her cakes, I can taste her in it. Oh. And she, she called it putting love in it, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I know that that love and that care that you have is coming out in your products. And I'm going to get mine because I want to, I, <laughs> I already saw the ones that I want. So I'm getting mine.
1: Well, I'm going to gift you. I'm going to gift you a collection. So when we're done here, you tell me which collection you want oh, and it'll be shipped to you. It'll be on the way.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Oh, see, you just have such a heart.
1: <laughs> well, I just want people to, I, I want there to be an experience from the time you land on my website to mm-hmm. the time you, a package arrive at your door, I put so much extra care. It's, you don't get just a box, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get a pretty box. I got pretty labels. You open the box. There's pretty crinkle paper in yeah. there. You feel like it's Christmas, literally. Like I want you to have the experience when you open it to be like, oh, and just to and
2: just smile. So,
0: <laughs> from yeah. the website to the packaging, you just want that joy in everyone from to yes. experience yeah. all of that
1: absolutely i I put handwritten notes in every package I ship oh, um, thanking yeah. my customers. It's just those little details that to me make a difference. It's not just about selling a product, but it's about a customer experience. It's about you feeling that peacefulness and and when you first land on my site, hopefully you will feel. But instant peace, and that's what was my objective for you to feel that way.
0: So, and tell us so, your, your site name, and tell us your YouTube channel name, and tell us ways that we can follow and support you.
1: Yes, yeah, so um, my company is, is named Carla Mingo Home. The website um, for my products um, is Carla, and that's Carla with the K, carlamingohome.com. My YouTube channel is just Carla Mingo and you can follow me on Instagram. And that um, is I am Carla Mingo or Carla Mingo home. I have two Instagram accounts.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Last thing, Carla, what can you say to someone listening who may feel unseen or insignificant or maybe just confused about navigating their own journey what can you say in encouraging them that they matter to God?
2: Yes. So
1: I would say that it's really important that there there are several things that a person should be considering when you're in that storm or you're in that feeling of doubt or fear or why is this happening to me? And all of those those negative emotions that we sometimes have. And first thing is that you have to show
2: up. Mm -hmm. What do
1: I mean by that? Show up to God, show Mm -hmm. up and talk with him, pray Mm -hmm. to him. You have to show him and show up. God is not going to always come down and and beg you to come talk to him or have a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's number one is to show up. The other thing is to surrender. And surrender means that stop trying to fix all your problems by yourself. We think we have all the answers. Our best friend had the answer. Our mama had an answer. Our <laughs> cousin had an answer because she's doing good. So I'm going to ask her, like you were saying earlier, you know, always wanting to get advice from from people. Surrender and, and let God be the one to advise you. Mm. Um, The other thing is to Share. Share with God what your dreams and what you want. It's okay to ask for what you want. (laughs) Sometimes we think, well, I can't ask for that because I don't know, that's not something I need or or something that's something I want. But God will give you you. what you need and what you want.
2: Hmm.
1: So make sure you let him know what you need and what you want. Mm -hmm. And then also speaking. So many people will speak negativity into their lives and they'll get exactly what they speak. Mm. I am a firm believer in what you speak is what you get. Everything in my life is something that I spoke into existence and Mm. I do not allow people around me to speak negativity. You cannot be around me and say I am broke. That is not acceptable because that's what you see in the physical realm. Mm -hmm. You're not going to say I am sick or I am this or my marriage is bad or all of those negative things. I'm not saying that they're not but we're not going to give life to it because it's so much power in the tongue. So you have to speak what you want, not what you don't want. So that's, that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, it's just believing that God is going to do what he say he's going to do. He's going to do it, but we'll ask for it. Then we'll sit back and say, but I know he probably not going to do it. Then he's not going to bless you because you don't have faith. Yeah. Gotta have faith that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And and just those few steps will start getting you on your way. And you just have to sometimes separate yourself from people that are not going where you're going and that are not talking the way you're talking because people will try to bring you down and tell you you can't do something and discourage you. And it's okay to get rid of people that um, in your life that is not helping you to achieve your goals.
0: Yeah. So. And you have to know for yourself um, which people that you need to actually remove yourself from. And because sometimes we, we want to maintain the relationship more than we want to maintain our peace, <laughs> you know, and if it's affecting our peace, then the relationship because God is love and love shouldn't hurt. Love shouldn't depress. Love shouldn't, um, make you angry. Uh, You know, tough love can. (laughs) And when we say tough love, we mean somebody that we know cares for us. So I'm not saying don't seek counsel. Mm -hmm. I'm saying just be careful of who you're allowing to speak those things into your life that may not be from God. Just think Job, you know. He had a lot of friends who were telling him a lot of stuff. Right. Was it what he needed to hear? And was it from God speaking to him? You know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Carla, I am so, I'm so glad that you were my guest. I'm so excited to talk with you. I enjoyed spending this time with you. Um, Thank you so much for honoring me with your presence. Thank you for your words to our audience. Thank you for your peace, your purpose, and your passion that we can now, the P3 that we all can now (laughs) focus on because you shared it with us. And you all please support Carla. Her name Carla Mingo is her website, her her Instagram. Please support her um, because everything she's doing is coming from a point of wanting you to feel the joy that God has blessed her with in her own life. And um and and just in closing, Carla, are you are you now is the cancer out of your body? Are you in remission, or how are, how are you feeling physically?
1: So, yes, um, I um, opted to get the double mastectomy. I did not have to do that. I could have just gotten um, the lump removed, the lumpectomy is what they call it. Mm-hmm. But I did not want to have to face this again in the future. Yeah, So I just said, you know what, let's just let's just, you know, do the go the full length. I mean, I'm not my body doesn't define me. Yeah. At all so I wasn't concerned with oh I'm not going to have breast or yeah. you know whatever. Um, I did get reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look just as normal as I did before. I actually look better. Um, <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. Um, but um, gosh, I forgot what um uh, the question was.
0: <laughs> did I ask a question? I don't know either. <laughs> you look. did
1: ask a question. Oh my cancer and so oh, yeah,
0: your Basically,
1: health? basically because I got the um the mastectomy I did not have to have chemo radiation I basically see my oncologist every six months and I'm on a medication that I take and I have to do that for five years and so my cancer diagnosis was in 2017 so I have a few more years left and Um. I'll be clear
0: We'll keep praying for you. And I thank you again for being here, Carla. And um, I
1: appreciate
0: you and love you. (laughs) Thank
1: you so much. I have enjoyed this thoroughly and I really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. So do me a favor. Please download and share this podcast so others can be just as encouraged and uplifted as you are. See you next time. But until then, remember, be the light.